Here we go. <laughs> Hi. Hello. Are you shy on this one? I don't know yet. Not sure. <laughs> Had some Pepsi. Ah! Pepsi. Not just Pepsi. Pepsi. Max. Cherry. Cherry Peps. Peps. <laughs> Pibbly Jesus Pops. Christ. Pizza. And pizza from Papa John's. Plug, plug, plug. Papa, Papa John's. With Pepsi. Yeah. And a Cinnabon. Oh my God, Cinnabon. Yeah. This is Morbid History Podcast, by the way. Oh yeah, sorry. And I'm Katie. And and I'm Charlie. Hi. Yeah, there you go. Um, So back to Cinnabon. So back to food. So I'm obsessed with Cinnabon because in North America, it is everywhere. And as soon as you smell it, you're like, oh my God, I need 12 of them. This is why I'm fat. Anyway. (laughs) I feel like a mini bon would be more manageable to like eat 12 of those. Oh, yeah. Than to eat like a big one. Well, see, okay, so there's three different flavors here in the UK. Mm. And there is a Cinnabon. This is important information if you're going to London. There's only one at Piccadilly Circus for the longest time. And now it's starting to spread out. Mm. Spread out? Spread out everywhere. No. And I saw one the other day and I was like, we have to go back because the day that we were recording this is payday. And it had to happen because I was like, basically we have money. Yeah. We both have money. Hence the pizza and the Cinnabon. I'm just going to roll into work tomorrow. I'm not going. Different. (laughs) What? (laughs) Uh, But yeah. So Cinnabon, if you haven't had one, please look up your locust. Oh my God. Look up the locust that is Cinnabon. (laughs) It's coming. It's coming. (laughs) Look up your closest location and it's just it's so worth it did it taste like home cinnabon oh, it did did it okay. so it's i'm like salivating again it's a warm cinnamon bun but like cinnamon bun to the extreme and it has like warm icing on it and the inside is just like really gooey and mm. lovely like they pick the cinnabon out of the tray and then goop goos Comes out, out of it yeah mm. I was oh very God. impressed. Yeah. See, well, I was going to say, in the UK, there's original, which is, like, let's face it, that's the only flavor I'll ever get. There was a chocolate one, which had tro- chocolate drizzle on top. I that looks nice. a bit too much. I don't know if I would no. do it. And then there's also one with pecans. The pecan would be would nice. Do. Yeah. yeah. Um, but it's just, oh, my God. I haven't had one for years since living in Toronto. I've never had one. People oh. are probably listening, like, oh, you've never had a Cinnabon. No, I haven't had a Cinnabon. Get over it. Sorry, just angry. That's literally what I was thinking when I, I asked you if you ever had it. Yes, that's why you took me. <laughs> yeah, it was. Oh, it was so good. Oh yeah, that was the best thing about my day. Yeah, thank you. Apart from being given lots of little stickers, that was fun. Too. Oh, that's good. Mm. That's good. Was that at work? Obviously. Yeah. Good. Yeah, got some foam stickers. That was fun. Yeah, good. I was singing with <clears throat> kids all day. That's nice. Yeah, so that was really fun. Um and. Yeah, other than that, I'm going to give a Halloween tour tomorrow. I'm so excited. I'm going to try and come. Yeah, please do. Yeah. I'm going to tell some ghost stories. It'll be really fun. What time is it? One? Yeah, one. I'm going to take my lunch at one. Good. And I'll come on your tour. Yes. How long is it for? An hour. For fuck's sake. <laughs> when am I going to eat my lunch? Just say that you're walking around the no, galleries. No, I can't. Yes, you can. I'll j- Look, don't worry. I'll be there. Perfect. Just In my of- Halloween outfit. Done. I'm going to try to look like a goth. Um, yeah, if I can record any of it, I'll try to, uh... I thought you should keep doing it. that then. Uh. Uh. <laughs> so, 
So yeah, and we've been, as we said, we've been drinking Pepsi. I'm so nervous that I'm going to accidentally burp. But if I do, everyone's Don't welcome. edit it out. I won't. But let's make a pact now if one of the burps has to stay in. We're making a pinky promising. Swear. Okay, cool. Done. That's um, nice. I'm just trying to think if we did anything kind of like morbid this week. Not really. I mean, Halloween's coming up. I'm going to try to release this on Halloween. Yeah, this is our Halloween episode. Yeah, so we went like all out. We've got all out for these ones. Um... Yeah, so it's gonna be it's gonna be a good one. My birthday is coming up in a couple Yay. of days. Woo-hoo! We're gonna dress up. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe we'll post some photos of our costumes. I think we should costumes. But yeah, this is my season. Like October Christmas mm. is. The I'm best. still really bummed because I've got RSI in my hand, so mm. I can't make Christmas stock for my shop. No, I know. I've got some left from last year. Yeah, but my hand. I thought it was better, and I started mm-hmm. crocheting a hat again. No, and it pinged. It just went bing can't do it no for fuck's sake truly no. no that's not good yeah. the woe the woes of of being a crochet master the, the woes of being artsy Me. and crafty <laughs> artsy and crafty um, so what should we do should we uh, get get on with our well let me just preface this with saying I'm worried about yours why? I don't know. It makes you angry. It makes me so angry. Well, it'll probably make everybody angry. Um, let me preface this by saying both of us have gone mm-hmm. with American yeah. stories. Um, and I think both both of our stories are probably... Mine's not well, the worst I've done. No, but they're probably well-known amongst people that love these yeah, like some, sorts of subjects. Yeah, but, I've been banding mine around a bit. And yeah. most people are like, who's that? And then a couple of people are like, yes, I've been waiting for this one. Yeah, so, so it be good. Yeah. But yeah, I'm really excited. So anyway, here we go um, with our, well, I mean, Halloween's a very, you know, Halloween. Uh, what are you saying? As a, oh my God, Halloween well, you know, is like an Halloween. over-the-top holiday is very like a North American thing. So yeah. let's go with North American stories. Sure. <laughs> are you okay. okay? No, I am so. Are you having so... like a pizza crash? I'm either having a pizza crash or I'm just... Just dying. Yeah. Well, she died on the podcast. I'd have to learn... I'd steal your phone. I'd learn how to edit it. Yeah. And then I would receive all the messages on <laughs> social media. Um, okay, so... Are you ready? Yeah, let's do a rock, paper, scissors. I don't know if go, like, left-handed because my other hand's hurting. Okay, Is let's it do left... I'll do left-handed. Lucky okay. left hands. One, two, three, go. One, two, three, go. One, two, three, go. Ah... <sighs> Oh, I was ready to go for like the next one. It's okay. Go on, you go. Okay. You always feel. I always feel like you're gonna go. No, you can go. I always feel like I should do that because you, you always want to go first. No, I'm just Which a sore loser. No, okay, that's fine. And it's like, fine that you go first. If you ever want to go first, if I win, just let don't me know. let me be bossy and don't be a pushover. That's my only advice. But I'm to you. fine going second. But you are first. Okay. Here we go. <laughs> All right, so as I said, as a disclaimer, it's been done tons of times before, um, and I know that it's there's an episode of Lore about it. Is there? There is, oh which my is God. so good. You're such a copycat. Thank you. I bet if I looked on there about mine, though, that it'd be on there as well. It is. <laughs> is it? <laughs> Motherfuckers! It's fine. <clears throat> Listen, I just thought, I'm going to do my own spin on this because it's a horrible, horrible story. Um, and it was also covered on American Horror Story a few years ago. What's that? The TV show? No. 
All right. Well, I feel like you might like it. I'm like terrified. Been, I feel like I've been living in a cave for years. Well, I <laughs> don't know any singers past like 1952, so I'm good. basically stuck in the 90s. That's good. My favorite show is The Simpsons. That's great. And I love Midsummer Murders. <laughs> Doesn't everyone? No, Tom hates it. Why don't we watch it at home? What? Mm. Well, I love Antiques Roadshow. So I think we need to start a campaign. Let Charlie watch Midsummer Murders. Yes. Hashtag. All the time. Just keep hashtagging on Tom's Instagram. Yes. Everyone should just like his picture and then hashtag let, let Charlie, Charlie watch, watch Midsummer Murders. <laughs> I'd laugh so Done. much. Whoever does that will be my hero. Me. <laughs> I'll start doing be it. like... I haven't listened to you latest podcast, but I keep getting these random people just hashtagging let Charlie watch Midsummer Murders <laughs> on all my food posts. Yes. <laughs> that looks great. Hashtag let Charlie watch Midsummer Murders. <laughs> oh my God, we're both delirious. We I both feel had like a really every episode we're delirious. Yeah, probably. Maybe we're just I mean, delirious people. Probably, yeah. I would not doubt it. Um, so yeah, anyway, I'll, uh, go on cause I'm really excited to hear it. That's okay. Um, so yeah, as I said, it was on American Horror Story a few years ago. Kathy Bates played this person. Um, so it's probably, probably the worst story, um, I've ever I feel nervous. done. Yeah. I mean like the first one I did on Amelia Dyer was horrible, but, um, and as I said, I know it's been covered tons of times like on lore and like Aaron Mankey does such a great job narrating it and it's amazing but um yeah and I thought but I thought it'd be very appropriate for Halloween um so we're going to the deep south for this one Mm -hmm. right into Creole territory New Orleans in the mid 19th century okay um this is not obviously this is not a very politically correct time Mm -hmm. as is no time in history has been a very politically correct time, let's be honest with ourselves. Um, and it's a good 30 years before the abolition of slavery in the USA. Mm-hmm. So that's where we're going to start. Okay. So I need you to keep this date in your head. The 10th of April, 1834. 10th of it, April, 1834. 34. It'll come back. Okay. A massive fire broke out in the LaLaurie Mansion located at 1140... Royal Street in the old French Quarter of New Orleans. This is when uh, the truly inexplicable horrors of the household came to light and have spawned countless rumors and local folklore stories as to what had actually happened. So I'm going to start from the beginning and then work my way back to 1834. Cool. But do remember that that date date in your Mm -hmm. brain. So I'm going to be talking about Delphine Lallerie. Okay. um, Who... Well, she's infamous. Like, how have I not heard of? Th- I bet I have, this, and I you just don't probably know have. This is an absolutely horrible story. <laughs> okay, and it was making me so angry. Like reading things, I was just like shaking my head constantly. Anyway, she was born in 1780 during the Spanish-controlled period period in New Orleans. She was from a prominent Creole family in the city, and many considered her to be a kind, gentle, and respectable woman. Although, uh. Although not through, oh, sorry. (laughs) Although not through questionable circumstances, surprisingly, and you will know why I say this in a minute, Mm -hmm. um, LaLaurie was widowed twice, which left her extremely wealthy, or at least wealthier than she had been before. She had five children from the first two marriages. Mm -hmm. 
Her third marriage saw her married to a physician, Dr. Leonard Louis Nicholas Lallery, fresh from France, who was a lot younger than her. I would normally say, like, oh, you get it, girl, but I hate her, so I'm not going yeah. to. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you got it, girl. I know. So their marriage was... <laughs> uh, so their marriage was um, the product of an affair. Okay. During which... Um, they had a child mm-hmm. and then they got married in 1826. Mm-hmm. So she was already living at 409 Royal Street in the French Quarter. Um, and then Delphine and her husband um, bought property and built a new mansion at 1140 Royal Street in 1831. A massive three story villa, which was one of the most, oh, sorry, which was of the most costly description. This is from. Um, contemporary accounts mm-hmm. um and was complete with slave quarters okay i know and <clears throat> i'm sure that you can tell that this is where all the shit happens yeah. rumors of ill treatment started to surface shortly after the lalleries moved into their new mansion and the guests often found the servants to be and this is a quote as well mm-hmm. singularly haggard and wretched oh. a detail that was often overlooked due to delphine's good temper and lavish parties of course. Oh, this makes me so mad. Lallery was one of the best-known women in New Orleans high society. It is said, though, that she even beat her own daughters when they tried to emancipate the slaves in the household. Due to complaints, an investigation was carried out by inspectors. However, they found nothing out of the or- ordinary at the mansion on Royal Street. This was until one day when Leah, a 12-year-old slave girl, was brushing Lallery's hair and accidentally pulled too hard. Of course, the natural reaction was to chase the poor girl throughout the house with a whip, which led them to the roof. Leah fell from the edge, and Lallery dumped her body in the well. It gets worse. She's such a bitch. I know. It gets really... It gets way worse. She's only 12? Yeah. This girl was only 12. (laughs) I know. And she was like... We couldn't even brush our own hair. Well, I mean, she probably could, but like, you know know. what I mean. But yeah, so she was a a slave in the household. Mm. This incident then called for further investigation into the cruelty of Lallery, and nine slaves were taken out of the house. Of course, they weren't freed. Nope. Um, Lallery had her friends buy them so that she could then buy them back off of her friends, <laughs> which was extremely generous and kind of them. Mm. And it, I find these stories so strange because her husband's um, kind of mannerism doesn't really come into the story. Mm. Like, it seems to have been her. her. Yeah. Which is really weird, but... And unusual at that time. Yeah, exactly. So you can just imagine, like, she's just one way in front of society, and mm. then she's treating her slaves another way. Yeah. And it's just... I can only imagine what it must have been like, you know, in the 1830s mm. in New Orleans. It's just... Oh, it disgusts me. Anyway, here we go. So... We're now back at the beginning of the story. Yeah. So I've set the scene, <clears throat> mm-hmm. set, set the tone. On the 10th of April, 1834, a fire broke out at the Lallery Mansion, which began in the kitchen. It was not known if the fire was an accident or set on purpose, but when the fire brigade arrived, they found a 70-year-old cook chained to the oven. Oh, gosh. She later confessed that she set the blaze to commit suicide to avoid the tortures of going to the attic from which people never returned. This is a true story. 
and it gets worse. Mm. Like I keep saying, like nothing gets better. It's just, it's absolutely horrible. As the Lallerys were fleeing, screams could be heard from the house. And when questioned, Delphine, clutching her possessions, said that it was nothing. Of course, nobody bought this. The crowd gathered outside wondered um, where all the servants and slaves were and why they had not escaped the fire. She shrugged these interrogations off. Delphine was asked for the keys to the mansion and she refused. Finally, the door to the attic was kicked open by officials only to reveal the incredible horrors which awaited inside. Many of the people upon going into the room vomited upon entry, both from what they saw and the putrid smells that came upon them as they opened the door. The sight is something that must have been truly, truly disgusting. The problem is with stories like this, the truth and the rumors surrounding it start to merge because it's just so absolutely horrible. Um, but just going to warn you, <laughs> I'm going to describe some of the things that were found from firsthand accounts and some, of course, passed down from mm. word of mouth. Oh, here we go. Among the dead and mutilated bodies of slaves piled in the room, those who were alive, although barely, had been used for sick experiments and they were absolutely disgusting and it makes my skin crawl. Um, and I'm usually good with gore, mm. but this is, this is beyond yeah. anything. <clears throat> so here we go. There are body parts and severed heads scattered throughout the room. Some of the heads had faces that were badly disfigured. So this uh, next excerpt is from Jane Delavine's book, Ghost Stories of New or sorry, oh my gosh, Ghost Stories of Old New Orleans. Ugh, here we go. Male slaves, stark naked, chained to the wall, their eyes gouged out, their fingernails pulled off by the roots. Ugh, others had their joints skinned and festering, great holes in their buttocks where the flesh had been sliced away, their ears hanging by shreds, their lips sewn together. Intestines were pulled out and knotted around naked waists. There were holes in skulls, where a rough stick had been inserted to stir the brains. And they found people with like maggots in their, like in the holes and skulls and stuff. And it's just horrible. And there's <clears> more, <throat> of course. This is from Kalila Katharina Smith's um, Journey into Darkness, Ghosts and Vampires of New Orleans. A victim of the fire who ob obviously had her arms amputated and her skin peeled off in circular pattern, making her look like a human caterpillar. And there was another who had had her limbs broken and reset at odd angles, so she re resembled a human crab. After the raiding of the house, investigators found further remains in the surrounding land of the mansion, as well as in the well, which I had said Delphine had dumped the body of Leah. Again, some of this has been passed down from word of mouth, so it may have been grossly exaggerated. I think what we can all trust is the fact that these horrors were beyond any scope of human imagination. Soon enough, a lynch mob formed, rumored to have been about 4,000 people. Wow. I know. <clears throat> with the intention of storming, storming the Lallery Mansion and to bring Delphine Lallery to justice and ultimately a death sentence to pay for her crimes. When questioned, her husband reportedly said some people had better stay at home rather than to come to others' houses to dictate laws and meddle with other people's businesses. Nice. The mob, to their unfortunate fate, was not to find any trace of Delphine Lallery. It is said that she skipped town during the raid of her burning house and escaped to France. Circumstances surrounding her life in exile and death remain a mystery. 
It is said that she died abroad and also that she returned to the States to live at the rest of her wretched life. The slaves were on display in various New Orleans jails and nearly 4,000 people, again 4,000, came to convince themselves of their sufferings. It was reported in the paper. It was that bad. So they had to like come mm. and prove to themselves that it had been that brutally bad. The ruined mansion, left derelict in the 1830s, gained new life and still stands to this day. It was bought by Nicolas Cage. Of course. Yeah, in 2009. <laughs> but because of issues with the mortgage papers, the deal fell through. Because I guess his name wasn't on the mortgage yeah. papers, which is weird. Anyway, this is probably for the best, however. Although the mansion was subsequently rebuilt, the souls of some of the past inhabitants are said to remain in the property. And it is one of the most haunted buildings in New Orleans. It was said by Nick Cage himself. You know, other people have beachfront property. I have ghostfront property. That's what I always say. I have not experienced anything, but I like a bit of mystery. And the house has such a mystery to it. Some of the stories about it are pretty horrific. You're damn right, Nick Cage. <laughs> so yeah, wow. that's Did they ever find out why? What, what they were doing? No. Just for the sake of it, just, which is the worst part. Just twats. Yeah. Like it was, she, this, this happened just for the sake Why of. Why wasn't she doing some sewing? God knows. God knows. Everybody else at that time was sewing. Yeah. I'm still sewing. Do yeah. some sewing. I love Not on people. Yeah. So yeah, that's the story. It just makes me so Do you think her angry. husband had more involvement than that though? He must have, she wouldn't she have to do all of that by herself. Well, even his like reaction, <clears throat> like if that is his true reaction, just saying like, well, people better mind their own business. Yeah. <laughs> Listen to me doing some sort of like horrible accent. But you know what I mean? Like it just, it astonishes me that, I don't know, but it, I can't believe she got away. It's pretty grim. Yeah. That's, that was pretty grim. That's a horrible story. I know. I think that's worse than, um... The one I did. Well... Fanny. <clears throat> oh, I think I meant this week. I was like, mm, this week's pretty bad. I'm going to talk about Chicago's first serial killer. Mm-hmm. They call, well, they call him America's first serial killer, but I'm not sure how true that is. I know. Because, well, <clears throat> Delphine Lallerie is before this time period. Yeah. By about 60, 60 years? When yeah. was yours? 1834. I told you to remember the date. <laughs> 10th of April. <laughs> so, I'm going to talk about H.H. H. Holmes. What? What? Um, I love this story, even though it's disgusting. Yeah, I, don't, I feel like I could have made it worse. But I... I don't know. I went there. We'll just go. <laughs> yeah. And just get cozy. Tucking my ears in. I'm quite cold. Yeah, <clears throat> do you want me to close the window? You've got the window open. Only a crack. Motherfucker. Who's opening the window in October? Me. I get hot. No, you do you. I'll just sit okay. here tucked in like a little shoe bun. Okay. So, listen, everything is topical about GBBO. I just... I know. We'll see what happens. I might apply just so I can obviously smash out some baking, but also... I don't I want to like... think that this, was ha <clears throat> this would happen, but, like, what if you applied and you were on the show and, like, you were... Like the Kate or the Stacy. Excuse me? 
I just said I don't think that would happen, but you know what I mean. Like, what if you applied and I they am made so you fucking offended right now? <laughs> but you know what? Like, what if they? I would never be Kate or Stacey. No, you wouldn't. But you know how they always make out like someone to be the bad guy on the show. You think I'd look like a twat? No, that's not what I'm saying. Do you know what I was going to say before you rudely interrupted. And oh my god, Stacey, who I can't. I stand. did not call you Stacey. Anyway, you know what I was going to say. I was going to say. Who would who would win out of great shirt competition between me and Noel Fielding? Uh, obviously you. There we go. That's all I was going to say. Well, I'm just saying, I would obviously cheer for you. Oh my god, you can make little t-shirts. No. Why do I make... I'd be making cakes. Why would I then spend time... I'm meant to be doing baking all week. I'm just saying. You, you can have some make... cake. I'm not making you a t-shirt. I'm so scared of you right now because you obviously hate you me. <laughs> I, I hate the worried. fact. I hate the fact that you think I would be Stacey. That's not what I said. No, I said like, what if you went on the show and they made you out to be like that? They that, wouldn't because I'm adorable. But that would that would be my worry. We're just having an argument now. I this know. is the first time in like three years I we've know. fallen out about anything. I realize I shouldn't have. I just shouldn't have said anything. But like, I it that is my worry. Like, if I was on a show, what if they made me out to look like I was some sort of criminal? I'm, I'm not sh- a criminal. Oh, my God. I'm talking about myself right now. <laughs> You're wearing a oh. Burglar Bill t-shirt. Yes, You exactly. look like a criminal. Thank you for insulting me. Anyway, well, keep going. You insulted me first. That's fine. Well, anyway, Stacey's gone. I'm fucking glad. Good. Now Charlie hates me. So this is great. Basically, I love Liam. That's the end of that conversation. Okay. I just won't say anything else for the rest of the podcast. You keep going. I know you are. <laughs> we just had our first argument about the bake-off. All I was saying was, what if you went on it? That's my... Sorry, I shouldn't have projected my fear about me going on the bake-off onto you. <sighs> Look, I think we'd be great on the bake-off. I think we should present the bake-off. Yeah. And then we get to eat everything. Yeah. There we go. Perfect. Don't even need to apply. We can just take over. Just yeah. walk in the tent. See you later, Sandy. Hey, everyone. Bye, Noel. Give us that shirt. Yeah. I'll be Sandy. I'm going to be poor Hollywood. Perfect. That's what Tom could be for Halloween. Anyway, poor. moving on. <laughs> <laughs> moving on. Right, let's talk about something Mingin. Mingin, I ain't said that in years. Yeah. Have you ever said that? No, because mm. I'm not British. Minging. <laughs> Do you know what that means? Like Horrible? disgusting. Yeah, yeah. like, oh, it's minging. I feel like it's used in the Spice Girls movie. That was my base for anything, any sort of like British <laughs> thing. I'm just gonna. You do just, you. Is that and right? I'm just gonna Shall stop we? talking so that I don't get myself in trouble. <laughs> Keep going. H.H. H. Holmes. Mm-hmm. So he was born Herbert Webster Mudgett. Mm-hmm. Great name. On 16th of May, 1861, in Gilmanton, New Hampshire, in America. Um, he changed his name to Dr. H.H. H. Holmes as an apparent homage to Sherlock Holmes in 1886 after he became working in a pharmacy. Mm-hmm. Bastard. So Holmes studied at the University of Michigan's Department of Medicine and Surgery, where he graduated in 1884. Whilst he was studying, he worked in the anatomy lab under the watch of Professor Herdman. Professor. Is that shush sound? Schnapper? 
um, then the chief anatomy instructor. He had also apprenticed in the New Hampshire under the Dr. Nahum Wright, an advocate for human dissection. Years later, he was accused of murder, claiming to be nothing but an insurance fraudster and admitting that he used cadavers, cadavers, cadaver, 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 dead bodies to defraud life insurance companies several times whilst in college. I love that that was his go-to. Yeah. Just to make some money. Yeah. Just wheel them out. Just be like, here you go, guys. Found one. Mysteriously. (laughs) It's like the worst kind of like... Uh, where there's a blame, there's a claim. Where there's a claim, there's a blame. Like one of those things. Um, over the years, there have been many incidents of Holmes being violent and mysterious things happening whilst Holmes, with Holmes disappearing soon after. A rumour spread that he'd been seen with a little boy who later disappeared and when questioned about it, he claimed not to know anything and then skipped town. Another example was when he got a job in a drugstore in Philadelphia mm-hmm. Uh, where a boy died after taking medicine purchased at the same store. Ugh. Again, Holmes denied any involvement and left the city. Before he moved to Chicago, he changed his name to Henry Howard Holmes to evade the victims of his numerous scams and other misdemeanours. Not only was Holmes a scam artist, and also <laughs> I wrote this, and in all senses, a bit dodgy, <laughs> mm-hmm. he was also a bigamist. Uh, He married Clara, his first wife, in 1878. Mm -hmm. He then married his second wife, Myrta, in 1862. That's cute. He then moved and married Georgiana in 1894, Mm -hmm. while still being married to Myrta and Clara, and had children with all three wives. Of course he did. In 1886, whilst being married to both Clara and Myrta, Holmes moved to Chicago. He got a job at Elizabeth S. Holton's drugstore mm-hmm. and was pretty, pretty good at his job um, and it eventually led to him buying the whole business. Right. And there's rumours that say that he killed the owners but mm. he didn't. She moved yeah. away and her husband was super young and he lived on yeah. beyond homes so that's just a rumour. Um, in 1887 Holmes bought an empty lot across the road from the drugstore and construction began for a two-storey mixed-use building comprised of a new drugstore on the first floor with apartments on the second, along with, like, a retail business. Mm. A few few years later, in 1892, he decided to add a third floor to the building, intending it to become a hotel for the upcoming World's Columbian Exposition, but it was never completed. During the build, materials were not paid for and supplies were hidden by Holmes in various places throughout the building. Mm. During the building work, Holmes would fire the builders randomly so that no one knew the extent of the murder castle that was being constructed. So blueprints um, show uh, it included 51 doors, which led to brick walls, 100 windowless rooms, stairs that led to nowhere, two furnaces and a body-sized chute to an incinerator. On November 17th, 1894, he was arrested and accused um, of attempting in Philadelphia his favourite ploy, a life insurance fraud uh, where a badly disfigured corpse was the, the kind of the role of the insured. Though his methods were unsavoury at this point, authorities still thought he was prolific and gifted swindler. So they just thought... Mm-hmm. He was doing... He's up to his old tricks. He was doing the same kind of... Yeah. Um, 
stuff. Stuff, yeah. Um, in the following days, the Tribune's headlines revealed the growing horrifying reality that Holmes wasn't just a con man. Uh, so there were little things that, little headlines that said, murder is in the case, hint of dark deeds, and spins his own web. Officials suspected Holmes didn't bother to bring in a corpse this time. He'd just killed his partner, Benjamin Pitzel. Okay. Um, <clears throat> so in Chicago, authorities were looking for clues, turned to the, the house, mm-hmm. um, and the Tribune again described in a 1939 article, so this is later on, Oh, what a queer house it was. In all America, there was no other, there was none other like it. Its chimneys stuck out when chimneys should have never stick out. Its stairways ended nowhere in particular. Winding passages brought the uninitiated with a frightful jerk back to where they'd started from. There were rooms that had no doors. There were doors that had no rooms. A mysterious house it was indeed. A crooked house. A reflex of the builder's own distorted mind. In that house occurred dark and eerie deeds. Uh, police found a house of horrors basically so Holmes had created a murder factory so rooms could be locked from the outside a third floor room was a veritable bank vault padded to muffle sound and fitted with a gas pipe to asphyxiate victims a hidden shaft to the cellar made for easy disposal of bodies and it was the cellar of the murder factory where Holmes undoubtedly worked behind a fake wall police found a butcher's table Quicklime vats, bones, bloody oh, clothing, and a crematory. A crematory. Yeah. crematory. <laughs> in the oven, they found a woman's watch chain. They found the buckle of a woman's garter. And there were a couple of people that went missing. And this, um, yeah. again, were people that he'd kind of... He was very good at getting wealthy women to fall in love with him. Yeah. And one of those women was called Minnie. Yeah. So the watch chain was Minnie's and the garter buckle was her sister's. Oh, God. So he killed both of them. Through the summer, um, the Tribune readers learned of Holmes' other victims, including the, the Connor family. Ned and Julia Connor and their 12-year-old daughter, Pearl. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's such a nice name. I know. Had moved to Chicago from Davenport, Iowa. Holmes hired Ned Connor to handle the jewellery counter in his corner store installed Julia as a bookkeeper and leased the family room in his hotel. He then seduced Julia, breaking up her marriage and sending the mild, inoffensive Ned packing and Julia and Pearl went missing in 1893. So basically he lured in his victims by offering them work in his business and then, Yeah. yeah, got rid of them basically. A former secretary named Emmeline Sigrand and her fiance also went missing. Her remains were reportedly found in in a story headlined Bones in a Trunk. As the bodies piled up, Holmes, still jailed in Philadelphia, remained cool, admitting only to insurance fraud and denied killing anyone. Um, He was put before a jury and they can... A (laughs) jury... A jury? I don't know what I was saying, Mm. jury. Um, Put before a jury and they convicted him of Benjamin Pitzel's death, so his um, partner... Uh, and his facade became, began to crack. So the paper again reported, once in a reckless or more likely cynical moment, Holmes announced, oh sure, I've killed 27 people. Authorities doubted that having identified just 12 victims, but now s- suggest he killed many, many more. Jeff Mudgett, who says he's Holmes' great-great-grandson, mm-hmm. claims in a book about his ancestor 
that he was actually Jack the Ripper. Yeah. Who supposedly yeah. killed five prostitutes in London. I think that's quite a tenuous I link. I think so, yeah. I think that's someone wanting more it's just credit right, for... Yeah. And, like, the like, right time and the, stuff. Yeah, it's the right time period, but... Holmes was sentenced on March 9th, 1896, um, to be hung. Mm-hmm. Hanged. Still, that fucking word. Um, a month later, um, basically a newspaper paid for his confession and yeah. it just went on and on and on. It was like pages and pages full of like just rambling. Yeah. Um, so it's three whole newspaper pages uh, in oh. which Holmes wrote of his blood-curdling atrocities with an abandon that simply appalls one. Um, claiming again that he killed 27 people and was preparing to kill six more, he wrote... I was born with the de- very devil in me. I couldn't help the fact that I was a murderer, no more than the poet can help the in- inspiration to a song, nor the ambition of an intellectual man to be great. The inclination to murder came to me as naturally as the inspiration to do right comes to the majority of persons. While he was writing his confessions, Holmes mentioned how drastically his um, facial appearance had changed since being imprisoned. Yeah. He described his new grim appearance as gruesome and taking a satanical cast and wrote that he was now convinced that after everything that he'd done, he was beginning to resemble the devil. <laughs> he was batshit. Yeah. Like, that's bad if you're comparing yourself to the devil. Yeah. So, he was hanged on May 7th, 1896 at yeah. Menzing Prison. Also known as the Philadelphia County Prison for the murder of his partner. Until the moment of death, he remained calm and um, amiable, Mm -hmm. showing very few signs of fear, anxiety or depression. Despite all of this, he asked for his coffin to be contained in cement and buried 10 feet deep because he was concerned grave robbers would steal his body and use it for dissection. Holmes' neck didn't snap. Oh, You know this is my favourite things to talk about. Yeah. He instead was strangled to death, slowly, twitching for over 15 minutes before and I'm being... I'm sure no one... Yeah. Before being pronounced dead 20 minutes after the trap had been sprung. But that was common. It was yeah. never an instant... No. Like, it wasn't. No. <clears throat> the murder castle itself was um, mysteriously set on fire in August 1895, um, according to a newspaper clipping from the New York Times, two men were seen entering the back of the building between 8 and 9pm. Yeah. And about half an hour later, they were seen exiting the building and running away. Following several explosions, the castle went up in flames. Afterwards, investigators found a half-empty gas can underneath the back steps of the building. The building survived the fire. Oh, my God. And remained in use until it was torn down in 1938. I can't believe that it was... Only torn down in thirty eight. You'd I know. think that it would be immediately Just, torn yeah. down. Um, in 2017, mm-hmm. amid allegations that Holmes had in fact escaped the execution, yeah. his body was exhumed for testing. Mm. So due to his coffin being contained in cement, his body was found not to have decomposed. Mm-hmm. Um, his clothes were almost perfectly preserved and his moustache was found to be intact. The body was positively identified as being that of Holmes using his teeth and he was then reburied the end wow i just can't believe that well as we oh as we said like i can't believe that both of these stories are real yeah like 
And they they're, actually happen. They're like things of what like movies are made of. Yeah. It, like, it's a bit, yeah, it's bizarre to think that these are real things. This really happened. Yeah. People are sick. Like. Yeah. N- like, that's not okay. No. It's not okay. No, not at all. Okay, so we should, we should, should we? we should shall. we do some <laughs> uh, fun facts? Yes. Do I was do gonna, yours? Yeah, I was going to do a Halloween fact, and I'll just say it, but you yeah. already knew. That, <laughs> um, that turnips were originally used instead of pumpkins to carve jack-o'-lanterns. Do you know why it was changed? No. Because pumpkins were an American thing? Quite okay. possibly. I don't know. It's like Santa and Coke, isn't it? Yeah, that's true. Mm. Um, so, no. That was my little... Cute Halloween fun fact. I don't know if you just heard my shoulders crack. I did. I mean, I don't know if the, it the our listeners did. Well, just know both of my shoulders cracked at the same time, and it felt really gross say, and good at the same time. Sometimes it's nice just to get that like done. Yeah. Like, oh, I crack all the time now. Crack. Anyway, <laughs> um, so my fun fact. I'm gonna do it verbatim, not okay, reading off of anything. It. I'm going rogue. Get ready. <laughs> I know. I have no filter. I know. <laughs> So, um, the term cardigan, I know, because we both love cardigans. I love a good cardigan. Is named after James Brudenell, who is the sixth Earl of Cardigan. And um, so cardigan comes from the place in Wales, which is called Caradigian, mm-hmm. which is actually where boyfriend of the podcast Mark is from. Is he? Yeah. He's, he's from, from the land of cardigans. He is from the land of cardigans. Nice. But it is named so because um, in the Crimean War, mm-hmm. this James Brudenell, sixth Earl of Cardigan, mm-hmm. um, was the person in charge of the Battle of the Light Brigade. Okay. And they wore buttoned um, sweaters Mm -hmm. or jumpers, as people say here Mm -hmm. in the UK, um, to keep themselves warm because they were, you know, in the Crimea. Mm -hmm. Um, And because um, it was such a major battle, people started wearing them here and were obsessed with them. Mm But what happened was, so it was named Cardigan after this war hero. Mm. And people started coming back from the Crimea and the true stories came out. Mm. So in the Battle of the Light Brigade, I think it was 107 men out of like 647 men um, were killed because the Earl of Cardigan had no idea what he was doing. But fashionably, the name Cardigan stuck. So that's so bad about calling it a cardigan, no? Yeah, but it comes from Caradigan in Wales. So it was kind of like a a little loaded fact. So yeah, cardigans, which we love, are named after someone who was a complete idiot in the Crimean War. Another twat. And yeah, (laughs) was in charge of killing over 100 men because he had no idea what he was doing and bought his status. You're welcome for my fun fact. (laughs) I'm never going to call it cardigan again. I'm just going to go for a button through jumper. Yeah. They were popularized by Coco Chanel because she said that she didn't like how pullovers messed up her hair. How many facts are you pulling out? Mine's very short. I feel All very threatened right now. All of them are coming out of my cracks. <laughs> Your butt crack, cracks. Crack, crack. <laughs> Mine's really short, but it, you know Tell I love me. a punchy one. Yes, I do. In 1946, a man claiming to be a detective gave a pedestrian a camera and asked her to take a picture of a suspect. The detective turned out to be a gangster... 
Mm-hmm. The suspect turned out to be his ex-wife, and the camera turned out to be a concealed shotgun Ooh. firing via the shutter button. What? So what happened? I don't know. It didn't say. But I presume he shot her. Or the Jesus. lady shot the other lady. That's crazy. Yeah. Can you imagine if that was... That is something that happened to me. Yes. Oh, can you take my picture? Bang. Oh, fuck. <laughs> That's me That's horrible. done, isn't it? <laughs> Oh my god. Or like can you imagine now? Oh, can you take a selfie? Yeah. Bang. Jesus Christ. You couldn't really conceal a gun in a phone though, could you? You never know. You never know. Technology's getting there. I know. That's true. I mean you do have to get your phone scanned at the airport. Do you? Well, you have to put it like aside. You you can put it in the tray. Yeah. But you can't like have it on your body. Like in your pocket. That's because you're going through the thing though, isn't it? Yeah. Mm. But true. <laughs> oh my god! So this has been morbid history. <laughs> I know. Before I forget, also, yeah. um, please do check out the Lazy Historian. We did a little oh, yeah. um, interview, which was really cute, and uh, yeah, there's some really really good posts. So. Yeah, it's really it makes for good reading. Yeah, um, check it out. We've linked it in our Instagram. Yeah, so it's fantastic. Yeah. Um, should I do my little? You can do your spiel? your little posh bit. Thanks. All right. <clears throat> If you like what you've heard today, please send us an email at morbidhistorypodcast at gmail.com. You can also follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Podcast, and look us up on Facebook at Morbid History Podcast. That was Morbid History Podcast. Let me say it for an 80th time for good measure. Morbid History Podcast. Um, and we don't have a Tumblr. Just, again, if anyone was wondering, we don't have a Tumblr from last time. Yeah. I was like, I didn't say that, did that I? That made me laugh so much yeah. last time. I might get, I might have a Tumblr. Hey, I, don't know. I love the fact that you also said, yeah, it's just something I read. It's just something I read while I'm in bed. It is. <laughs> if I can't sleep, I either read Tumblr or watch zip-popping videos. All of my suggested videos on YouTube are all like opera clips and watch these blackheads being extracted off of someone's back. I'm sure. I was at a party at the weekend. I'm sure mm. someone come along and tried to show me a spot. Oh, thing. I'm, send and I was it at to a, me. I was at a party. Send it to me. I, I hate saw the someone ones... just being like, do you want to watch this? I was like, I'm at a party. What's happening? <laughs> no. All the lights are out. I hate the ones, though, where they, like, punch into it or they cut into it. I just want That's them. Cheating. Yeah. I don't mind if they stick a pin in it mm. or, like, like, poke it, but, like, don't cut it out. I want yeah, that's cheating. The full I know I want the, the full, full explosion. Monty. Yeah, the full Monty. What's what's your uh, my little, little thing for the end of the yeah. end of the thing? I awkwardly winked at you. I like that. <laughs> I oh, I wink at too many people. I winked at Richard Awadi. A- I wish <laughs> no different Richard. I sorry. I like have fantasies about Richard Awadi. He's so cute. <laughs> but then again, Mark's basically Richard Awadi. Let's be honest with ourselves. Um, the guy at work. No, yeah, I mm. winked at Richard E. Grant one oh. time, which is just as bad, because um, I was working, and uh, he showed me his membership card. I was like, thanks, enjoy the exhibition, and I awkwardly winked at him without mm-hmm. thinking, and then I redeemed myself, because um, I was working, one of my friends works at the Savoy Theatre, um, podcast listener, Chris, <laughs> plug, plug, plug. I don't know what I'm plugging, but anyway. Um, and I was working at the International Opera Awards because they were down one person. And Richard E. Grant um, was the host. And at the end of the night, they're like, oh, can you bring him to his car? And I was like, gladly. 
So I was like, listen, I know this is going to be really creepy, but, and he kind of looked at me and I was like, no, I just, I awkwardly winked at you one time and I just want to apologize. He's like, what? <laughs> He's like, how long ago did this happen? I was like, I don't know, like six months ago. And I just feel really stupid. And he was like, listen, this is made by night. So thank you. I was like, thank <laughs> you. Amazing. I won't wink at you again. He's like, listen, if you do in the future, it's fine. I was like, that's great. Only, have a good night. The only thing I have to match that is Philip Schofield opened a car door onto me to see his <laughs> wife go into the car and I yeah. swore at him, then Good. realized who it was, and then tweeted saying, Philip Schofield nearly knocked me out. What a babe. <laughs> and did he tweet back? No. Oh. I'm nothing to him. So if you <laughs> <laughs> So if you like what you're hearing. Yeah. Please pop over to iTunes where you can rate, review, and subscribe. And remember, we only take five stars. We haven't had any this week or last week. I know. No one likes us anymore. Just Maybe like no just... one likes me anymore. We've peaked. <laughs> we've peaked. That's it That's now. It. But you know what? We've got some really good reviews on we've iTunes. We've had a really good run. Yeah, please do send us emails. <laughs> yeah, I didn't get a lot of emails this past well we got a message that got lost oh no let's try and find we'll try to find it if you sent us a message on instagram and it hasn't been responded to by the time this comes out we're so sorry please send it again please send it again because maybe we read it maybe i accidentally deleted it oh so it was your fault no i'm I'm just saying i'm just saying i'm not good with technology what could have happened it got lost in time and space that's does everything in the technological world. Yeah. Well, anyway. Good I night. Think, yeah, have a good night. Happy Halloween. Happy Halloween. Maybe this I'll has play been... some uh, like, spooky w- music going out. Adam's family. Oh, I was like, what are you singing? I was thinking like... That's like cheerful and like spooky. It's very spooky and very cute. I'll play some like... Yeah, I'd love it if you just merged it into the end of me singing. Yeah. And then it goes on. Yeah. Okay. Goodbye. Bye. Yes.